It looks like the hunters have come back from their season to tell some more scary stories. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today, I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true hunting horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Hey swamp folk, before we get into these stories, I need to take just a second to thank today's sponsor. The world in 2021 can feel like an unstable and dangerous place, but we can't live in fear. Taser is giving people the confidence to protect themselves by creating life-saving self-defense technology. Taser's a line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight enough to carry with you or in the glove compartment or a purse. Yes, they're powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Guns carry unnecessary risk for you and those around you. And even pepper spray can harm you as much as an attacker. And it's often ineffective. Taser products are safer and easy to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds, allowing you time to escape and send emergency dispatch to your GPS location. Now, we hear a lot of scary stories on this channel with stalkers and creepy people. This is something that has saved more than 237,000 lives. Now, Taser devices are available without a permit in most US states. Get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com with promo code SWAMPED. Save 15% now at taser.com promo code SWAMPED. Spelled T-A-S-E-R dot com promo code SWAMPED. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Full disclosure, I've never seen a cryptid, nor do I have the desire or inclination to. But there is a reason I am armed when I am in the wilderness. Usually, I carry a 45 ACP with jacketed hollow points and a hatchet, both as a tool and potential weapon. Cryptids, and things that go bump in the night, so to speak, are no reason to avoid the mountains or those wild places the boldest or most adventurous among us choose to go. My experiences are all gut feeling. The way I see it, you have instincts and awareness for a reason. Your senses, including intuition and a sixth sense, what I refer to as your gut, keep you alive. I am an avid bow hunter, and it was an alone hunting trip that this occurred on. It was the second day of the trip, and I had not run into a whole lot or had a shot opportunity yet. Thinking the elk were at a lower elevation, I set out on the afternoon hunt into a valley. There's a creek and a small lake down there, where the two slopes on either side come together. The trees were starting to grow back up, so it was thick, with young pines about six feet high or so, and high grasses. And I mean thick. Some of the clusters of trees were so tightly packed you could not have gotten through them if you tried. In some places, there was only a foot or two squeezing between the trees. I had a bad feeling before walking down the hill, but it was the first time I had hunted alone, so I wanted to face my fear and do it anyway. As much as I talk about awareness and instinct, sometimes it is really an irrational fear made up in your head, and I thought this was one of those times. 
The thick vegetation I mentioned does not start further until down the slope, filling in any gap it can find. I hesitated a little bit when I got into it. It just seemed dark. There was a thunderstorm coming in, so it was darker than usual, but something about it seemed so unnatural, like it was some sort of threshold into the abyss, as if walking into the thick vegetation meant crossing into some dark realm. I know, it sounds dramatic, and I admit to being a novelist, so I tend toward the dramatic when I talk about something like this, fiction or otherwise, but that is the way it felt. As I said, I was thinking that it was irrational, a stupid and childish fear, so I pulled myself together and took the first step in. Every step in feels worse and worse like crossing over into a point of no return. If I go any further, I'm not coming back out. Not wanting to give in to it and have a good hunt, I tentatively throw out a bugle call from my grunt tube, a tube used for calling bull elk, mimicking their bugles and grunts. That is when it got bad. It is like the tone of the forest just drops. Think of this in the terms of emotional tone like a piece of music and how it affects a scene in a film. The forest around me goes dead quiet, not a single sound. This sometimes happens when a low pressure storm system goes through the area. The animals stay quiet until it passes, but it also happens when a predator comes into an area. I went from being uneasy to being terrified, a sense of utter dread building up inside of me. There was a presence here, a dark aura and it was moving towards me as my bugle jolted into action. And it was close. It is not a feeling of being watched. I've had that before. It was more like whatever it was had a bead on me, and it was closing in. I could feel it coming. I could feel it creeping in. It is the kind of fear I have never felt before. A sudden, deep-seated terror. I turned around and started my way up the hill. I did not run but I moved with purpose. It is one thing I have learned in my life that in dire situations, the worst thing you can do is panic. So as much as I wanted to drop my bow and run, I stayed as calm as I could. Yes, part of me was still thinking that it was irrational, but the rest of me was stone cold terrified. I did not dare look behind me. I could still feel it back there, like I was being hunted, like I was being stalked and I felt mortally exposed after leaving the thick vegetation. After that, it is nothing but tufts of grass and dying lodgepole pines. Right about there, I started walking faster, but there was not as much of a sense of urgency. Still, I did not stop until I got back to my truck at the top of the hill. I remember giving a few glances behind me or to the side, but I cannot say for sure. Obviously, it seems odd that I did not run. I can see the comments now. If you were so afraid, why didn't you just run? Whatever it was wanted to kill me, and I could feel it. I knew it as clearly as I know a car when I see it. The worst thing I could possibly do was bolt out of there with a heavy pack on my back. Twigs and branches snapping from being stomped on, trees waving around when I passed them, or push branches out of the way trying to get through. All of that would be telegraphed exactly where I was, and I had no intention of being torn apart on the mountain and looking back on this, it is exactly what I would have imagined have happened. On the way back to camp, I expected whatever it was to come out onto the road 
and my imagination came up with the worst possible things. A dark and vicious creature hell-bent on tearing me limb from limb. A really heavy rainstorm with a lot of wind came in later that evening, and I figured I got rained out and didn't want to get crushed by a falling tree while I sleep. It would have been a good excuse as any to leave, and I guess that would make sense to ending my trip early to everybody else. But what I really wanted was to get out of there, as far away as I could, and I'm never going to forget what happened. I was kicking myself the whole way home, thinking maybe I was being cowardly, being run off the mountain the way I had been. I am the kind of guy that faces my fears, faces the difficulties of life with determination and sheer force of will. Naturally, I beat myself up over this, like I betrayed myself and my goals. But I think it is a reminder of what could be out there in the wilderness. Things we do not know about. Things we cannot quite explain. Things that are... deadly. And while I am not going to stop hunting, or stop my backpacking and fishing trips, I'm going to be more alert. Because the fact is, I do not know what could be out there. And I'm not going to bet my life on some stupid skepticism. There was something out there with me that afternoon. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. Hey Swamp Dweller, I'm pretty new to your channel. I stumbled across it after doing research after I had a strange encounter with something in the woods while hunting coyotes in May of 2020. I'm a 30 year old male. I'm 6 foot 1 and 240 pounds. I do not take drugs of any kind, I'm not on any medication, and do not have a history of mental illness in my family at all. So with all that out of the way, I grew up on my family's ranch of roughly 100 acres or so in the mountains of Southern California. My family has owned this ranch for 60 years. As a kid, I was always outside doing something, riding motorcycles, hiking, and hunting squirrels and rabbits. You know, the things kids used to do. Anyway, I am no stranger to the outdoors, and I am extremely comfortable roughing it and camping out in the woods or the desert. I am an avid hunter and antique firearms enthusiast, and typically hunt with a flintlock musket or rifle. On the day of the incident, I was hunting coyotes on the southeast corner of our property, a place I had been hundreds of times as a kid and an adult, and have never experienced anything strange out there. It was a cool spring day about 65 degrees and partly cloudy. I left my mom's house at about 1pm and started to make my way towards what we always call no man's land. No man's land is about a thousand acre parcel that neighbors of our property to the east and I can honestly say had never stepped foot on until this day. My folks along the rest of the family have always told my brothers and me not to go out there because it was private property and we do not know who owns it. Due to the mountains and the terrain around it and the amount of brush, it takes a little over an hour to walk there. You must traverse two deep ravines and our property ends at the edge of a clearing and into a second ravine. That is where I like to hunt coyotes. I set up my call and got situated, but after calling for over an hour, I wasn't having much of any luck. So I decided to do something I had never done before. I packed up my gear and continued walking east off my property into no man's land. I did not think too much of it at the time, even though I was clearly trespassing. But one of the reasons we always called it no man's land 
is because we honestly do not know who owns it. Supposedly, it is private property, but there are no houses, buildings, or roads for miles, and we certainly have never seen anyone out there, so I doubt that anyone would mind me shooting a few coyotes. So after walking through thick pine trees for 30 minutes or so, I stopped at a small clearing at the base of a hill. And that is when I noticed that things were completely silent. I mean absolutely no noise at all. No birds, no bugs, not even the sound of wind going through the trees. This put me on extreme edge, as that was something I had never experienced and could not explain. It really creeped me out, and the more I think about it, the more uncomfortable I truly became. I started to get the feeling that something or someone was watching me, followed by an overwhelming feeling of dread. I told myself that I was just freaking myself out, so I crouched down next to a tree and looked across the clearing, expecting to see a mountain lion or something like that. But oddly, I did not see anything. I sat there for a minute or two, trying to shake off this weird feeling. That is when I noticed something truly strange. One of the pine trees on the other side of the clearing was moving slightly like something or someone was shaking it. Keep in mind, it is still deathly quiet and still. There is no wind and no sound. I was looking at the base of the tree trying to figure out what was moving it when I noticed a big limb about halfway up the tree was sagging like there was a weight on it. It looked odd, just out of place. What I saw next, I cannot explain without sounding crazy, but here goes my best attempt. This thing, whatever it was, was standing on this limb about 15 feet off the ground. It jumped and landed with a thud. I could see the tree limb recoil when it jumped off and the ground where it landed depressed when it touched, but I could not see what it was. It is like it was almost invisible. All I could see was a faint blurry outline of its shape as it moved, but I could clearly see the ground and brush move as it walked out into the clearing. I was frozen in fear and in disbelief as I watched it, my mind trying to find a reason to what I was seeing. I remember thinking, holy crap, this thing's a is, is this thing freaking predator? It stopped in the middle of the clearing about 50 yards from me and stood still. When it was still, I could not see it except the grass in the clearing was about knee high and I could see the grass parted around its legs. Whatever it was, walked on two legs like a human being. Armed with only my 45 caliber flintlock rifle and tomahawk, I thought I would not get a better shot at it than right then. So I cocked my rifle and took aim. But as soon as I raised my rifle at this thing, I could see its blurry outline as it ran at an inhuman speed and jumped back some 20 feet back into the pines. I could see and hear the trees moving and limbs breaking as they jumped from tree to tree. I got up and ran as fast as I could back towards the ranch. I have never run so fast in my life. When I crawled out of the first ravine and was finally inside of my mom's house, I turned around and looked behind me trying to catch my breath, and I waited and watched, but I saw nothing. That is when I noticed that all the sounds were back. I could hear birds and crickets and all the usual sounds of the woods. I walked back to my mom's, scanning the area, looking around frantically expecting to see it any second. But I never did. My mom knew something was wrong the second I walked in, but I did not tell her anything. 
As soon as I got home, I was trying to explain it to myself. I was tired, I was dehydrated, my eyes were playing tricks on me, and so on. But that was just not the case. I know what I saw was not my imagination. I was not tired. I had plenty of water. I have not told anyone my story because I know it sounds flat out nuts. Some time later, I was visiting my uncle who lives on the ranch, and he mentioned hiking out in no man's land back in the 1970s. I asked him if anything weird ever happened out there, and all he said was, there's weird stuff out there, man. Bad Indian vibes. I only went out there one time, and that was enough for me. The thing is, my uncle was in the 82nd Airborne, and is a combat Vietnam veteran, and is one of the toughest, most badass dudes I know. And for him to be freaked out about no man's land tells me a lot. I don't know what's out there, and I'm not sure what I saw, but I can tell you I do not ever plan on going out to no man's land ever again. I've heard a lot of stories about skimwalkers and wendigos, but I have not heard anything that sounds quite like what I saw. Any information would be very helpful. I grew up on a farm in the Midwest, hunting and fishing and working by myself since I was about six years old. Half of my family is military, the other half ranchers. Both tough to say the least, and we all average about six foot tall. But anyway, when I was a kid, I always was at my grandparents' house with my cousin, who was less than a year younger than me. Naturally, we would always be out in the woods surrounding the house. When we were eight years old, we decided to go hunt squirrels, and it was getting dark, so we made the trek back to the house. Nervous because we were young, and we could hear coyotes on the other side, we were jogging in the brush. We come out of the timber facing the house. We reach the driveway, which is probably 25 yards in front of the house or so. We counted our squirrels and unloaded our weapons. To the left, there is a big shrub that's about 10 foot by 10 foot, but my cousin froze looking at it. And when he would not respond to me, I turned and looked as well. This thing was almost as tall as the shrub. It was dark and scared me to death. We ran inside. My two uncles, who had just returned from a military deployment a week before, were sitting inside. My younger uncle looked at me and said, You saw it, didn't you? And the first time I cussed in front of an adult was right then and there. I dropped the F-bomb three times or more, trying to ask what it was. It was bizarre how calm my uncles were. They went on to tell me that they would call this eight-foot-tall thing the tall man. It messed with them and their friends when they were young. They even had shot at it many times, to no effect. With research, their best guess is that it's a Native American demon. But it does not seem to harm people, just feeds from their fear. They mainly see it after hunting. This caught me off guard, because you would think any demon would be violent. Fast forward 10 plus years. I had graduated high school and had joined the army as a combat engineer. I went home for about a week during the winter... The weather had cut off the Wi-Fi to my parents' house, so I called my grandfather and he said his Wi-Fi did work. He was also a Vietnam veteran. When I went over to work on the online training, because I was newly promoted, I was sitting in the living room in the evening cussing at my computer for seemingly being slow and for this pointless training. But for some reason, when I look up, there it is, 
and it was not fear that washed over me, but angry. I stand up and grab the shotgun at the door, and with a family like mine, door guns are definitely a thing. But I walk through the door, racked a shell, pulled up on the center mass about 20 yards away, and put three buckshot shells into it. Nothing. I was so filled with rage I took a step towards it like I was going to fight it, and then it vanished. Then my anger dissipated. What, what was even happening? What did make me smile is my grandpa walking out with a cup of coffee and a cigarette and laughing about how that thing would be crapping itself by now. Then I cracked a smile because I thought it was funny how a Vietnam vet does not care about a demon, but gets worked up if you park on the grass. I still remember the day as if it were yesterday. This was on my trip to Sweden and an excluded location in the middle of a nature reservoir during winter holidays. I set up in a small abandoned hunting shack, which I got told of by one of my friends who is a native and has previously visited there. The first few days went as expected. I was hiking around the area, checking out wildlife and nature, and just enjoying my time. However, after day five, strange things began happening. After a long day of hiking, I was sitting back in the hunting shack, preparing a meal on the portable gas stove I had brought with me. The sun was beginning to set, and the woods were filled with faint gold shimmers of the sun. After consuming my dinner and having a little time to relax and rest, I went to go for a leak outside. The moment I touched the doorknob, I got filled with the most intense dread as if my body were telling me not to open the door. I stood in front of the door for probably a few minutes, before I eventually said it was probably nothing, and I went outside. I told myself to man up. I went to some shrubbery and did my business. When I was done, and walking back to my hunting shack, I heard a strange clicking noise. A rapid clicking. The best description I could give to it, is the sound a predator makes from that movie. Also, kind of like the grudge as well. I darted for the cabin. I have had creepy stuff happen to me in the past in the woods, and I was not really ready to find out what was making that noise. I darted back inside, locked the door with change and a padlock, and sat there, listening, listening for any sounds. And then I heard it. A twig snapping. I nearly jumped through the roof when I heard it, my nerves were through the roof as it was. Then I heard it, tapping on the door, very softly, as if it was in a pattern. The tapping became knocking, then banging and scratching. Whatever was outside was dead set that it was coming in, and I was not planning on letting it. I readied my hunting knife and sat motionless on the small stool, eyes locked on the door. I sat awake all night looking at the door, and only dared to move when sunlight had started to show itself. When the noise had long since faded away, I went outside the next day to relieve myself once again from my overly filled bladder. When I headed back to the shack, I noticed the door. It looked as if a bear went mad on it. Whatever was at the door last night had some serious might. If this continued, I would not be able to rely on the door for protection. This spooked me but I went inside and tried to brush it off. I fell asleep not much later from the exhaustion 
from the previous night. When I awoke, it was too late to head out, and I wanted to avoid tracking through unfamiliar wilderness in the middle of the dark, as it was just a request to get lost. And so, I decided I was staying one more night before I was going to get out of there. Staying that last night was a big mistake. It began with the clicking noises once again, and then the screams. Those horrible screams. This night was black. The moon was barely providing any light. The forest was quiet. Too quiet. This was no longer peaceful. It was now eerie. Then I heard it. The clicking noise that I had heard before. Distant, but surely there. Echoing through the silence of the forest. Then, the screaming began. God. It sounded like a coyote who had been smoking cigars for centuries. Getting closer and closer. But then, silence. I was sitting upright in my sleeping bag, eyes wide, gripping my hunting knife, praying to God that the door would hold this night. It came back, the tapping slowly starting again, first on the door and then on the window. I could see the silhouette of whatever was standing in front of the window through the blinds. The moon provided me just enough light to roughly make out some features. It looked humanoid but it wasn't. Its body was grossly disproportionate. Skinny long arms. Skinny elongated body. But what really frightened me were the hands. Th those hands will forever be burned into my memory. Or rather claws. They were also long and skinny, ending in very pointy nails. Whatever this thing was, it could do some serious damage. It began circling the house. I could hear the snow under its feet. Walking in a terribly slow, inconsistent but deliberate way. It then stopped. It must have stood still for about an hour. With me on the other side of the door also not daring to move a muscle. Doing my best to pick up on any noise to get an idea of where that thing was. It then made a dash for the door and rammed into it. I could see the old hinges struggling to withstand the power that this thing was throwing into the door. I knew if this door gave up that I would be next. I pushed my back up against the door with all my might and pushed against it. After a good ten minutes of this thing knocking at the door, it let out another blood-curdling scream and ran off. The speed of the footsteps were honestly inhuman. It was scarily fast. This thing was agile on its feet. At sunrise, I packed my stuff up as soon as I could. I wanted to get the hell out of there, back to the safety of my home. When I finished packing... I immediately went for the direction of my car. It took me a long time to walk to my car, taking breaks from exhaustion. I had not slept last night and was carrying all of my heavy equipment. When I was nearing the place where I parked my car, it was already getting dark again. The sunlight was disappearing rapidly. Luckily, I spotted my car in the distance. However, on closer look, I, I noticed some things. My tires were slashed. My windows and headlights were broken and full of dents, and those awfully familiar scratches. Then I heard it, that same clicking noise again. Thank you for listening, and thank you Swamp Dweller for sharing my story. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true hunting horror stories.
sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, please be sure to submit that at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to give this video a like as YouTube promotes it more the more likes it gets. It's very helpful to me. If you're listening to iTunes or another podcast platform, please give this a 5-star rating as that's even more helpful to us over there. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss out on a new episode as I upload them almost every single day and all things natural and supernatural. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories wherever you go, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. And as I said, it's absolutely free and always will be. If you guys would like to support the Swamp outside of hitting that like button, giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, and giving us a subscribe, maybe check out the merch store. I have t-shirts, face mask, hoodies, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool swamp threads. I'd love to know what story was your favorite tonight in the comments down below. These were some pretty interesting stories with some pretty strange encounters. Much love to today's sponsor, Axe and Tasers. Definitely check them out and use code SWAMPED to save 15% off your new taser. They sent me one and I'm telling you, these things are bad to the bone. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all the other social media, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy video.